Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. Wellness road tested. Lauren. Yes, Nicole. Do you think we've totally lost the plot with this week's practice? Well, firstly, I would like to remind you this week's practice was your suggestion, not mine. Hmm. And secondly, we have already done goat yoga and magic. So I'm not sure that tree hugging is any more crazy. Exactly. It's become normal in our world to downward dog with a goat and hug a bloody tree. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. And this is Self Care Club Wellness road tested being stuck in the middle of a global pandemic which seems to have no end in sight has to put it mildly been somewhat challenging when asking people what is the one thing they've missed the most during covid19 the answer is not being able to hug their loved ones how can we get some much needed hugs when the whole world is socially distancing at Self Care Club, we always strive to meet your wellness needs, and this week we think we have found the answer. Drum roll, please. Tree hugging. Tree hugging. <laughs> now, before you balk at the sound of tree hugging and passing this off as something that it's a bit too out there, let's just discuss some of the many benefits of throwing your arms around a huge lump of timber. Hugging a tree increases levels of the hormones oxytocin, serotonin and dopamine. These three dreamy hormones release feelings of calm, love, connection, pleasure, happiness, emotional bonding and overall well-being. Sounds good. It should therefore come as no surprise that studies show a wide range of positive effects on our health from the presence of trees and green spaces. Research has found that only 3% of us believe we spend enough time with nature, despite the fact that over 90% of us say that it makes us feel happier. Yes, that is that says so much about human nature I know. that we don't actually do what is good for us. <laughs> this report by Dr. Miles Richardson, a nature connection psychologist, surveyed 2,000 people and reveals that more than one third of city dwellers spend four times longer looking at a screen than they do spending time outside. And apparently one way to get over this and to feel the health benefits is to hug a tree. 
When we're in the presence of trees, our heart rate changes, calming and rebalancing the systems that regulate our emotions, says Richardson. He believes we should quite literally be embracing nature because trees have what he calls a soft fascination, which generally occupies our senses, providing a soothing influence. You can get benefits from nature by being exposed in a passive way, like walking through the park on your way to work, for example, says Richardson. But touching and hugging the trees reinforces the idea that we are at one with nature. That connection in turn has been linked to things like greater life expectancy, a higher sense of meaningfulness, lower cognitive anxiety and better body image. Wow. I don't know how that's connected. I just think like she's got legs like tree trunks, tree stumps. Wouldn't you say that? I would never say that. I would never say about you. I would never say that. Yeah, I've never heard you say that. I don't say it very often. <laughs> You've never said it in my presence. You'll be pleased to know. Not yet. Trees are very much linked to our emotions, says Richardson. They're very effective. It's easy to feel a sense of awe when you look at a grand, beautiful tree. They provide smells, sights and touch and they change over the year, coming into leaf, transforming into spectacular autumn colours and then disappearing. The cycle of life can be very meaningful and profound for us. Yes, it is profound. I actually do love the changing leaves. I think trees without... Well, OK, I'm going to go there this week. But I think trees have a lot to teach us about life. Oh, my God. You wait till the end of this podcast, Nicole. I, I may make you. Are weep. you going Claire Balding again on us? No, not Claire Balding. <laughs> like, I'm going full Buddha. Ooh. It is somewhat surprising that Richardson's research has found that a strong connection with nature is as important to our well-being as education or income. I agree, by the way. I agree. OK. Your environment... Your environment can determine a lot about your well-being. Uh, definitely. He's also found evidence to suggest that hospital patients with a view of trees have recovered more quickly and required fewer painkillers than those with no trees in eyesight. And that, wow. by the way, is the reason why people bring flowers to hospital. Oh, to well, lift people's moods. Yes. To make you feel like you are... At one with nature. Exactly. That's Which is very origin. healing in itself. Yeah. Got it. The Icelandic Forestry Service is also encouraging people to hug trees while social distancing measures prevent them from hugging each other. Forest rangers in the National Forest in East Iceland have been clearing snow-covered paths to ensure that locals can enjoy the great outdoors without coming in too close to contact with other guests. Oh, that's so, so lovely. Cute. That's so lovely. <laughs> but they can also get up close and personal with their forest friends and release those much-needed hormones. When you hug a tree, you feel it first in your toes, then up in your legs, then in your chest, and then up into your head, enthuses forest ranger Poor Poor Finsonson. <laughs> Whoever he is. Is that be. his name? Poor Poor Finsson. According to Google, yeah. when you Google tree hugging, his yeah. name comes up a lot. He's like the dude, the tree hugging dude. He comes up a lot. So I okay. thought we had to mention him. He says it is such a wonderful feeling of relaxation and then you're ready for a new day and new challenges. I feel like he would talk like that. <laughs> Don't you? Does, does he move from side you to side do. and nod his head like you're doing now? So listen, Nicole, with all this in mind. Yes. Naturally. We had to. We had to, <laughs> we had to try it out. We had to try out tree so, hugging. Before we get into how we found the practice, mm -hmm. let's talk about how you hug a tree. There's an actual way you're supposed to go about there this. There is an actual yeah. way. So number one, find yourself a quiet park, forest or woodland area. Of ofs, obviously. Or no, but there's trees. You know, there's trees outside my house. There's trees in my garden, actually. 
I didn't even think of going into I don't have any trees that I'm drawn well hold on I'm not drawn to any of my trees in my garden. I actually have an active dislike for the main tree in my garden it's a pear tree and it does not bear fruit the fruit it bears is pathetic and also the tr- the leaves I'm angry at the I, tree. I don't like it very much <laughs> the leaves also are a bit um they're spotted like they've got some disease for you listening at home she is turning her nose I, up. I it's not my favorite tree why? Because it doesn't do because what it's it meant to do. It does not bear the fruit yes. as it should. It gives the promise of pears, but then they never turn out any bigger than like a fig. Number two of how to hug a tree, walk among the trees until you feel comfortable in their presence. Number three, feel the different bark textures with the palms of your hands. Number four, smell the scent of the various woods. Number five, absorb their life's energies as you look upwards to the sprawling branches overhead. Number six, find the perfect tree that fits your mood. You will know which one is right for you. Number seven, speak softly to the tree verbally or communicate with it using telepathy. Number eight, vertical tree hug. Encircle it with your arms while gently pressing your cheek to the trunk, being careful not to scratch your face. Squeeze tightly, sigh deeply, be at one with your chosen tree. You can also do a full body tree hug, Mm -hmm, Lauren. mm -hmm. Sit upon the ground, wrapping your legs around the base of the tree and at the same time embracing it with your arms. Number 10, up in the air, tree hug, climb a tree. I bet she bloody did this. Sit upon a strong limb and straddle it with your legs. Bend forward and place your belly against it while wrapping your arms lovingly around the tree. You look like you have got something up your sleeve. Maybe I have. Well, how did you feel going into this week? Tell me that. I felt uh, a little bit ridiculous and also quite amazed that although I am the hippie doula, you are the one who suggested the tree hugging. <laughs> I did. So uh, surprised and ridiculous. How did you feel? I'm a bit of a boho at heart. Though. Very deep down somewhere inside. No. No. I don't think Is it, it coming is... to the surface? Am I bringing it out? Am I drawing it out of you? I thought it was, I thought it was coming out of me anyway, like quite free flowing. I, I mean, I realise okay. the way I'm dressed today, I'm very much sporting and channeling Moira from Schitt's Creek. She is black giving it her full Moira today. <laughs> so I, I can understand why you'd be confused at me calling myself a boho. Yeah. But... I think I've got boho tendencies. You don't think that then? Uh, not so much. How are you feeling? Obviously happy because you picked this practice. So I just thought it was a brilliant practice. I thought it was brilliant timing mm. um, because everyone is really struggling with not being able to hug some of their loved ones. And I just thought that if this practice works, then it could give some much needed comfort and pleasure to people. Well, we're all going to be back to our hours of exercise outside every day. We're going yeah. back to lockdown. Yeah. In a few days. Well, by the time this podcast is released, we're going to be already we'll in, be in it. it. Yeah. So it's free. It's something you can do in lockdown. And, and it's contact. It's, it's contact, contact with something yeah. that's supposed to be very grounding. Yeah. Ever done this before? I have never hugged a tree before. You? Uh, no. Despite being a doula, never hugged a tree before. I said to my husband last night, he asked me what our practice was this yeah. week. And I said it was tree hugging. He's like, well, that's not a thing. I said, it is a thing. He said, it's not. Tree hugging is not a thing. Right. It's something that people talk about like it's a hippie thing, but it's not actually a thing. I said, well, I promise you, I have done all the re. It's a thing. It's a thing. Excuse me, Adam Goodman. Yes. I would like to just say, it is so much a thing that I found a whole thing about it in the Sunday Times Style magazine. This last week. Literally a few days ago. So I'm going to read it to you. Okay, listen to this. 
fashion goes into the woods. In September, Burberry used the woods as the catwalk for its spring summer show, while Erdem held his in Epping Forest and Michael Kors showed at the Bronx Community Garden, New York. Beautiful backdrops, yes, but the trend for rewilding has got even more serious during lockdown. As the new off-grid retreat, Therese in Cornwall, guests can stay in a (gasps) treehouse and engage in bushcraft, foraging and wild swimming with no Wi-Fi. Meanwhile, the British Dragonfly Society has reported a surge in people building ponds in the back garden in the summer. Were the hippies onto something the whole time? You see, trees, woods, it's in. I'm more surprised that there's a Dragonfly Society. I think it's cute. And I'm sure it is. And I hope they get a lot of pleasure from their society. I'm just surprised. We're bang on. We're bang on trend, Nicole, as We always are. I know. We always are. Come on, tell me how your week was. I want to know. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're travelling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. This episode is brought to you by Notion. Have you ever stumbled upon a tool that feels like it's been tailor-made for you? Well, that's exactly how we feel about Notion. Simply and beautifully designed with all your notes and docs in one place and the power of AI built inside. It's where every idea, task and episode comes to life effortlessly. Notion merges creativity with productivity seamlessly. Whether we're planning out our episode schedule, collabing on show notes or tracking guest invitations, it's perfect for those who may be becoming a little forgetful in midlife. Hey, just the other day we used it to map out an entire season of our podcast in record time and that's why Notion has become an indispensable part of our podcasting toolkit. It even wrote this intro for us. Notion is more than just a workspace. It's our secret weapon for success in the digital age. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but getting inspired. Notion is for everyone, CEOs, students and Lauren. If she can manage to navigate it, anyone can. Hmm. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club.
Okay, well, let's start with my voiceover. Okay. It's day one of tree hugging. I went out for a walk this morning with a friend and I actually went out 10 minutes earlier to try and get this hugging of the tree in and I didn't. I completely bottled it. I felt completely self-conscious and totally worried about if someone walked past me and wondering what the hell I'm doing. So I'm now going to pick my daughter up from camp and luckily she is at camp nowhere near my home so I reckon I might be able to do it a bit more um, inconspicuously if that's a word. I just turned around to my husband also as I was heading out the door. I said, right, I'm going to go and pick Lily Rose up now from camp. But before I do that, I'm going to go and hug a tree. And he went, okay. He didn't even look up from his laptop. So <laughs> I don't know what that says. Perhaps he's just used to me doing all these weird practices or perhaps he's not listening. I was terrified. Were you? I was like, really? I really procrastinated for two days over it. You were self-conscious. I mean, I couldn't believe... I was shocked at how self-conscious I was about this because why do I give a shit? Yeah, why do you give a shit? I don't know why I gave a shit. Anyway, let's hear number two. Okay. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm about to go and hug a tree. I found my tree. Uh, there's no one around. I feel really nervous. You have to kind of connect with the tree first and apparently talk to the tree. So I want to get off my phone so I can connect with this very beautiful autumnal grand looking tree. See I'm connecting already. Just discovered one of my greatest fears and it just happened and I just overcame it. Just discovered it, just overcame it. A dog walker walking <laughs> past with their dog whilst I was hugging a tree. Yes, I was hugging the tree. They walked past, they were looking, they probably weren't looking. I was very conscious of it. Once they'd walked past I could actually get into the mode of hugging the tree. I've just hugged a tree. I have literally just stood in the rain hugging a tree. I feel weirdly euphoric. I don't know if that's because I've just done something that was so uncomfortable or the wisdom of the tree has rubbed off on me. Jesus Christ, who am I? Who are you? <laughs> what? <laughs> but I drove around yeah. near to where I had to go and pick my daughter yeah. up. Um and I really wanted a quiet spot. Mm. I didn't want it on like a residential road or I was really fearful about someone seeing me. And as you heard, they did. Yeah. I found that really distracting. Did she like stare at you? Or The dog was staring. I felt like the dog. The dog was like, that's where I wee. Yeah. You're too near. <laughs> Get away from my spot. That's exactly it. It really distracted me. But I will say that following what they said on the... Uh, the tips in how to hug a tree I did find a tree mm. and there it was a choice between two and I really did let my intuition mm. decide which tree and I was very drawn to this tree it was very beautiful do you know which kind of tree it was? I I, I, I feel like now yeah. you're going to know about all the trees I do actually know quite a lot about trees but I, I, no, I, that was just a general question <laughs> I know yeah. Yeah. I know there was innocence on the back of that question. Yeah. I don't know okay. the difference between an oak tree, an apple tree, a flipping pear tree that doesn't you bear any fruit. You probably would if it had apples on it. Only if it had <laughs> apples on it. Only if it had. I don't, I don't. Okay. It's either a big tree or it isn't. Okay. It's either a grand okay. tree or it isn't. Right. It either speaks to me or it doesn't. All right. I actually spoke to the tree. What did you say? I <laughs> tell you what you I said. You tell me that's the podcast. <laughs> I did the practice and I do podcasts about doing self-care practice, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, that's not part of the deal, Nicole, so spill it. I, okay. Uh, okay. What did I say? I said, 
I, I, my hands are sweating. I'm telling you this. It's so embarrassing. I said, I'm going to hug you. I gave yeah. it <laughs> yeah. gave it a warning. That was nice. And I said, you look very beautiful. Yeah. And I tried to connect with the energy of the tree. And, yeah. and then I didn't try. I actually did connect with the energy of the tree. And as I wrapped my arms around it, yeah. it felt very grounding. It felt very special. I felt very much part of... <laughs> I can't believe what I'm saying. You know, I just had like an out of body experience where you fly up and you do a bird's eye view and I saw myself and yeah. hurt myself. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah, here we are. Here we are discussing the tree. Okay. How long did you hug it for? I hugged it for about two minutes, which is quite That's a long it's time. It's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. But I think mainly because I wanted the dog walker to go away. Yeah. She probably thought you were having a stroke or something. <laughs> I don't know what she thought. I don't know what she thought. So that was the first time I did it. Okay. I did it a few times in the week. The other day I did it and I was feeling really, really anxious. Mm. Um, We just had the news of the current lockdown and there was just, you know, a lot of clients texting me and there was a lot of things to rearrange. Um, So I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed and I thought, well, this is a perfect time. So I dropped my daughter at school again and went back. To my tree. The same tree. The same. You're, you're very bonded tree. Now. Yeah. I'm very bonded now. But there was another dog walker there. Yeah. And I swear that dog sat down. Yeah. And like took a front row fucking seat. <laughs> you're feeling very judged by the canine world this week. <laughs> and the dog walker. Yeah. She was very much immersed in her phone. Okay. So I was very grateful for that. But she had sort of very long, blonde, beautiful hair and she looked like someone I would know. I don't know why. And I thought, only because I was stressed that I might know her and she's going to see me hugging a tree. And then I thought, why do I care what this perfect stranger thinks of me hugging a tree? And also how sad for her that she's immersed in her data and you're there being at one with the tree. Yeah, well, I wasn't at one because I was worried about her. Okay. I was a bit. Mm. So that that was my tree hugging exploits. I, I did it three or four times. Very good. I was good. I was good. I didn't do the climbing up of the tree. Okay. I've got a bad back. I'm yeah. in my mid 40s. Yeah. I felt yeah. a little bit okay. like, hey, the tree would collapse or I just. I do. don't think the tree would collapse. <laughs> I just did very much damage to myself. Uh, yeah, more the point. I was looking for excuses. Let's okay. be honest. I didn't okay. want to do it. Right. I really enjoyed talking to a tree. <laughs> I think maybe because they don't talk back and they're very grand. Yeah. And they're very wise and yeah. they're very still mm-hmm. and they have a an incredibly strong calm energy about them. So I spoke to my friend this week. She was like, "What are you doing this week?" I was like, "Oh, I'm a bit embarrassed to tell you but we're tree hugging." This is a very mainstream girl and she went, "Oh, my dad used to get us to do that all the time." I said, "What?" She said, yeah, when we were kids, my dad would say, hug a tree. And if it's the right tree, you'll hear it hum. <gasps> I was like, what? What are you talking about? Did you ever hear it hum? She said, I never heard it hum. She said, but I did spend time as a kid hugging trees. She didn't think it was weird. And and I, I found it weird. that She didn't think it was weird. I find it lo- a lot less weird now that I've gone up to four different trees and hugged them. 
Okay. I find it a lot less strange because the first time I did it, I was literally terrified. And then yesterday when I did it, it was sort of a matter of emergency because <laughs> I felt really anxious. And I thought, <laughs> fuck it, let's just hug a tree. It takes up no time. It doesn't yeah. cost me anything. And yeah. who's it fucking hurting? No one. All I'm doing is giving love to a tree and the tree's loving me back. I think you're going to go and join Extinction Rebellion next. What's that? You know, the people who do all the climate change protesting. I think you're going to do that just so you can be near the trees. <laughs> do you think so? Yeah. Do you think that's where I'm going yeah. with it? You and Swampy. I, the I then got my daughter to come and hug a tree with me, and yeah. she was very my nine-year-old, and I thought she'd be really up for it, but she was so self-conscious about mm. it. There's a real. What, I mean, what is the? What is it? Why do we automatically assume there's this human judgment and canine judgment on hugging trees? I think this should be part of normality. I really do. The okay. only thing I will say, yeah, and I'll I'll say this a bit more in summary: the benefits wore off very quickly. So it was like an instant hit. It was an instant like having hit. a cigarette, but much healthier. Much, much healthier. I sort of got back in my car, or I would walk back home, and yeah. I felt great. Yeah, but I would say within fifteen minutes, it had it had left. Okay, interesting. That was my tree hugging. Thank you for sharing. Come on, then bearing your soul. Spill it. I did. I did bear my soul. I've just you did. I've just sat there and told you how I spoke to a fucking tree. Mine is a little well. Anyway, let's hear it. Thursday morning at Blenheim Palace in the pissing rain with my sister-in-law, my niece and Josh, my youngest. We are in the grounds. It is beautiful. It's beautiful, right? You sound very perky. Stunning. Very rainy. And we found a fabulous tree that that, uh, we're about to go and give a hug to. And we'll see how we get on. So... We were on an outing to Blenheim Palace. Gorgeous. I don't, don't know if you've ever been to Blenheim Palace. I don't think I have. It is uh, where Winston Churchill was born and where he proposed to his wife and where he is buried. It's a huge, huge, gorgeous palace with enormous grounds. Definitely not been there. Which I can only imagine in the summertime must be glorious. Have we just gone into a historian podcast? No. Just... Giving you the background, the, the backstory the, the, to the tree, the <laughs> landscape, the environment that I was in. Okay. So acres and acres of grounds, lakes, the palace, gorgeous. It, it sounds idyllic. Oh my God, it was stunning. But it was pissing down with rain. One of those days, like proper miserable. Wet rain, I call that. Wet rain. Yeah. Really Wait, wet actually, rain. Actually, you want to be inside. Yeah. But actually, you've got two seven-year-olds in tow and they need a run around. So we did it. So... I realised that we had a focus and a purpose to the morning and that was to look for trees in the grounds. I was like, come on, kids, we're going to go and look for a tree to hug, thinking they'd say the seven-year-old equivalent. Were you allowed into Blenheim Palace? Yeah, because it's outside. We didn't go into the You're not allowed in the palace. You are. You are with a mask and if you book your tickets. But we just went in the grounds. They had a pumpkin display and a lovely walk and it was great. So we looked around the grounds and we found this tree that we all kind of spotted because it was very obvious. What was obvious? It was it was huge. Yeah. It had a very thick, solid trunk and nice symmetrical branches. It looked like it was reaching its arms out for a hug. You know oh, what I mean? How, it really spoke to you. It, it spoke to all four yeah, of us. Beautiful. Now, that, that might be someone, that version of humming. Maybe. So two seven-year-olds. Energetically yeah. talking to you. Two seven-year-olds, me and my sister-in-law, we all like were feeling this was the right one. So we all went up to the tree and we took it in turns to give it a hug. Lovely. So we stood, we hugged, put our cheeks against it and, you know, said how we felt, which was generally happy. 
And honestly, it just perked everyone up. <gasps> everyone. Like, everyone was a bit jollier because Josh was in a bit of a sulk. You sounded very jolly. Uh, do you know, it was raining. So obviously when you're seven and it's raining, why would you wear a coat? Like, why would you? <laughs> so there'd already been an argument about Josh not wearing his coat and he'd had a bit of a sulk and, you know. But it just perked everyone's mood up. We were all feeling wow, good. powerful. So I thought... That, Go tree. I what know. tree was it, Lauren? It was an oak. It was an oak. So annoying. So that you I thought that the kids and my sister-in-law might not be so into it and it might just be me hugging, looking like a twat while they stood there judging me. But they were all really into it. So then we went more into the grounds and we found another tree. And You're looking very happy with yourself. I climbed it. <gasps> so this is my sister-in-law talking while she's holding the phone because I, I can't hold it and you'll see why. Okay, so you're currently straddling the uh, Cedrus Libani, which is the <laughs> cedar of Lebanon tree yeah, at Blenheim Palace. Yeah. Tell me, how does it smell? How does it feel? Uh, I'm a 42-year-old woman straddling a tree trunk <laughs> in the middle of Blenheim Palace with, with tractors coming by, buses <laughs> by, coming them. by. It's a little... I think we're going to get told off. We might get told off. It's a bit embarrassing. It's quite fun. And your mood? Has it lifted oh, your mood? I feel a childlike joy Aww. up a tree. A childlike joy up a tree. Then I had to get out of the tree. <laughs> she videoed me getting out of the tree. You've seen that video. Seen video. It's not the most elegant. We'll put it up on our socials. Oh, Don't yeah. So you can, all, you can all see it too. Of a 42-year-old getting out, out of, of a tree, tree on a pissing down day. Yeah, in a coat. Um, then the kids climbed the tree. Everyone climbed the tree. We straddled the tree. We wrapped our arms around the tree. We had a hug. With I the feel tree. like I gave you a proper activity at Blenheim Palace. You literally did. Winston Churchill, like <laughs> you know, he can go. I am obviously so winning. What can I tell you? That was it. We forgot about the weather. We had a lovely walk. We did tree climbing, tree hugging. It occupied us. It lifted us. Yeah. All in all, thumbs up. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Sure. Of course I can, because this is That's the kind of the point of the podcast, so yeah, <laughs> feel free. Although I do think your sister-in-law was much better at all the questions than I was. Did it lift your mood because you felt that it was quite a weird, out there, out of your comfort zone thing to do? Or do you think it was the energy of the trees lifting it? In all honesty, because it felt a little bit subversive, slash naughty yeah. slash oh haven't done this since I was five yeah for me that was the fun of it because you don't normally go around hugging and no. trees at our age no. so I think it was more the novelty rather than the actual tree itself and I think because I was kind of chaperoning these kids around it was harder to have a, like the spiritual moment yeah. that you had yeah but I would say it, it, it is that feeling of Solidity. Is that the word I'm yes, looking for? Yes. Yes. Grounding. And also it kind of doesn't matter what the reason behind it is. The fact is it lifted your mood, it lifted everybody's mood and it yeah. brought you joy. It did. Yeah. It That's did. fantastic. Should we wrap it up? Yes. Come on. Hold on. Did you only do yeah. it that day? Yeah, I just did it that day. Oh. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> Not being the square one. I know. I'm quite proud. I'm, I'm actually so proud of you too. And also you did it that day, yeah. but without any... Guilt that you didn't do it again. No guilt. I really felt I did it. I hugged and you did. I climbed. You did. Yep. Fantastic. I'm very proud of you. Thanks. You climbed and I didn't. Okay. I spoke, you didn't. I think we covered all the points between us. I think we did. Yeah. So let's sum it up. Okay. 
What worked? It was fun. It was really fun. It engaged the kids. It turned my seven-year-old's mood around. It turned a rainy walk into something with a positive purpose. And it was uplifting. Yeah. What worked for you? Um, There's something very grounding about a tree. Yep. And actually, if you just take a minute just to breathe in the energy of the tree. I know I sound like a fucking twat, but... Just go with me here. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. just take that minute to yeah. be at one with nature, it's very similar to the all walking. Yes. You just, you become part of something bigger and then all of your little bits and pieces become much less important, yep. which is quite freeing. Very. And whilst it was only a second or 10 minutes, I felt very grounded. Well, because you were present in the moment and that's the important bit. And that, that's what it brings. Yeah, because trees do have a very strong energy. They, they offer do. a lot of wisdom. Yeah, well, they're old, like us. What didn't work? Uh, nothing didn't work, but I would just say I'm not as limber climbing in and out of a tree as I used to be. <laughs> That's all. It's just a, more of an observation. <laughs> maybe, maybe we need to get you doing some yoga. I'm quite good at yoga. Oh, cool, of course you are. Um, of course you are. Yeah, and also the self-conscious bit that didn't. I didn't really care. Yeah, that's the bit that didn't work for me. I felt so self-conscious. It was really odd. Is it odd for you? Because of the two of us, I'd imagine I would feel more self-conscious than you would. I don't think either one of us are particularly self-conscious. And I've always felt very comfortable in my own skin. And the older I get, the more comfortable I become. So it was quite, quite a surprise. Yeah. The other thing that didn't really work for me is I felt that the the lift Mm. disappeared too quickly. It was short, a short-lived high. Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't mean it wasn't there, but it was short-lived. It's definitely not the answer to all of my stress and anxiety or worries. No. No. (laughs) No. No. Uh, What did you learn? To embrace the absurd. Aww. And to not worry about feeling silly. Oh, I love that. What did you learn? I learned that I am really more concerned with what other people think than I gave, than I realised. Okay, well, that's a good thing to learn. I also learned that you can take a lot of, uh, you can get a lot of wisdom from a bloody tree. Okay, I'm going to go here with some wisdom now. Brace yourself. Oh, God. All right. You know, I sent you that little, what is it called? A meme. The gifts are the ones that move and the memes are the ones that are pictures. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Well done. Thank you. She's learning. I'm learning slowly. So I sent you that meme that said, um, be like a tree and let the dead leaves drop. Yes. I decided to like do a bit of research into that. Go on. Okay. So, because I love that. I knew you'd love it. I love it. Right. So, it was written by Rumi. Rumi was oh, a yes, 13th really. century Sunni Muslim poet. And then I was like, well, be like a tree. Right. So, what does that mean? Being like a tree. Right. A tree is stable and strong and sturdy. Its roots grow deeply into the ground, allowing it to stand firmly in place. Being like a tree means being like the roots. Create a deeper connection. Mm. Be present. And a tree is always growing beneath the surface. Resilient and strong. Be like a tree means being like the branches. Extend ourselves outwards as far as we can. Being like a tree means being like the leaves. Opening ourselves to change. Learning to let go. Let the dead leaves drop. This was the bit that made me think of you. Rumi does not say shed the leaves or watch the leaves drop. He says let the leaves drop yes in order to be in a place of allowance we have to have a solid foundation a strong connection to our roots our trunk our branches 
our leaves. Beautiful. I mean, love it. I mean, you're giving me goosebumps. I know. I loved it. And I think also by allowing, being in that space of allowance to allow things that don't serve you to just drop away and not resist holding onto them or picking them back up just gives you so much space to be much more in tune with the tree, be like the tree. And then there was another bit that reminded me of the whole lockdown thing that we're going through, right? Why do some trees bend but not break in heavy winds while other trees fall? And what happens over time to a tree that's hit by a storm? What might look like mortal wounds is a process of renewal. Trees have an amazing ability to recover from storm damage and so do we. A storm, a crisis, a pain, a challenge can be the best thing that ever happened to you once you learn the spiritual lesson to turn it into an opportunity. Be like the tree. In Mm. times of need, we must pick ourselves up, stand on our own two feet and grow. I knew you'd love that. I read it and I was like, that is so for Nicole. (laughs) I just, I have nothing else to add. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful and it's profound and it's exactly what we all need to hold on to right now because things are very difficult. Yeah, that was what I felt. Like we we did the all walking quite recently, but I think we need reminding. Nature is important. I think we always need reminding. Well, going back to what it said in our intro that however many people, 90% of people say they feel better in nature, yet they spend five percent three i think it was three percent of their time doing so and i think that is human nature as a whole we don't always tune into the things and activate the things that are best for us yeah so do you think you will continue to use it um actually because i i I printed off a meme yeah as well yeah and it says advice from a tree so we were obviously both in the same we were both in the same headspace And it says advice from a tree and you've probably seen it because it's quite a famous one. It says stand tall and proud, go out on a limb, remember your roots, drink plenty of water, be content with your natural beauty and enjoy the view. Beautiful. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. See how much wisdom trees give us? Yeah. Will I continue to use it? Maybe. I think if the mood strikes me and I'm feeling a little bit tender and there's no one around, yeah, I can see myself hugging a tree. Okay. And you? I'd say probably not, but I did enjoy the climbing. <laughs> I may do that. I may do that again. <laughs> I might. Would you recommend it to your clients? Uh, not tree climbing no. when you're pregnant. No, no they can hugging, hug a tree. Definitely hugging, very grounding for them. I think that would be lovely, but not the climbing. <laughs> I would recommend it to my clients. I think it hurts nobody and it just puts a bit more love into the world. I said to my dad... Yeah. Because my dad's feeling a bit fed up at the moment with yeah. all this lockdown stuff. And I said to him, why don't you come and hug trees with me, yeah. dad? And he said, oh, I'd rather hug my grandchildren. Oh, yeah. And I thought, well, you know what? We can't, we cannot hug our loved ones right now. And it is very, very difficult. But this is a very, it's not the same, but it does bring in something. Some, it does bring something. in joy. Okay. So is it coming in the club? I don't, I don't think so. No, not, not Tree hugging. special enough. We're going to have a whole room. What are we going to do? People are just going to come in and hug a tree? Yeah, no. We can have a tree in the corner that people can go and hug. Why not? That'd be very cool. Be a bit weird. <laughs> it would be a bit weird. Let us know. Let us know what you think about that. Yeah. Do you want tree hugging in the club? I, I think we should put, that, I think we should put it to a vote. Okay. I'm on the fence about that one. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Self Care Club. If you like our podcast, please write us a review, uh, leave a comment. It really helps us to keep bringing the podcast to you. And you can find us on our social channels. It's Self Care Club Pod on Insta, on Facebook and on Twitter. See you next week. Bye. 
This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. The Motherkind Podcast explores how to feel happier, more confident and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment and comparison. I'm your host, Zoe Blasky, and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, just search Motherkind. Motherkind.